0: We're Klein Marketing, and you're listening to The Crux Podcast. Welcome back to The Crux, the monthly podcast where you navigate through digital marketing strategies, trends, and success stories. I'm David Olteen and I'm joined today by my fellow SEO nerd and my colleague, Taylor Cauldron. Hey, David. Thanks
1: for having me back on. Yeah.
0: So if you've ever worked on a new website project or a website redesign, you probably come across web development agencies that claim to have SEO built into their websites or that the website will be SEO friendly or search engine optimized or some similar claim. But what do those claims actually mean? In today's episode, we wanted to share our experiences with built in SEO claims from web developers and give marketers some perspective on what they can expect from that type of claim. I should stress that we're going to generalize a little bit and that web developers and agencies can really vary in quality when it comes to attention to detail with SEO, but there are some clear red flags and warning signs for us that marketers should be aware of if they're being sold a website with built-in SEO or something similar to that. So Taylor, why don't you first just explain what built-in SEO or SEO-friendly design typically means to you or what that typically involves in your experience?
1: Yeah, sure. So... Built-in SEO, I think, is maybe kind of a misnomer because you you can't really build SEO into a website design in and of itself. Um, you know if a company says SEO friendly design, I think that's a little bit more accurate of a way of saying that. Uh, you know, in my mind, what it means for website design to be SEO friendly would be things like, okay, it's it's mobile responsive. Uh, you know, it loads fast and is kind of compliant with Google standards for core web vitals. Uh, you know, and things like that. But the reason why, you know, SEO can't really be built in is because SEO is bigger than just design concerns and technical concerns. You know, SEO, you know, always includes a research component, uh, you know, copywriting components, etc. So it doesn't really make sense for SEO to be quote unquote built in. What about you, David? What do you think?
0: Right. Yeah. No. I, I'm. I'm with you. I think. You know. You mentioned some of the elements. Usually, it is things like mobile responsiveness. You know, it might be a secure browsing experience. Right. So they might have an SSL certificate and use HTTPS. Um, to your point, page load speed is usually what they're focusing on. I think a lot of times when they're making those claims. Um, but yeah, I think I think it can vary in quality. Right. So so some agencies might offer some more features related to SEO, but in reality, to your point, SEO is kind of a whole separate. You know, field than than just web design, right? It's it's so much more dictated by content architecture and content strategy and keyword research and inclusiveness and copywriting, right? And keyword-rich copy. Um, so just to say, you know, that that you know, SEO will be built into the website, I think is so misleading, and I think that's really where. I have the biggest gripe, right? Is that, is that when you're making these claims, I think you're setting the expectation for clients that, you know, as soon as this new website is, is published, you know, leads are going to come pouring in or traffic is going to come pouring in. Um, but the reality is, is that if you don't have separate line items for some of these SEO needs in, in your scope of work, you're not really getting any OSE, SEO built in, right? You're kind of just getting that, that technical framework to build an SEO strategy upon. Um, so that's, I think I'm with you, but I'll also say too, like SEO friendly design, that type of claim, I think is more appropriate, right? Because you're saying essentially that, you know, this this new website build can accommodate an SEO strategy or, or, or you know, should play nice with with an SEO strategy, but it's not really the expe- setting the expectation that, you know, SEO is built in or it's already pre-optimized or, you know, that it's a search engine optimized website. I think some of those claims are, are really bogus. And to your point, they're kind of an oxymoron because that's not how it works, at all. Um,
1: Right. I mean, in my mind, I, I have kind of this car safety analogy that I that I like to think of. So imagine you're, you know, you're in the market for a minivan and you want to buy, you know, the safest one possible. And, you know, a car company could design a safer minivan. Maybe it has Uh, you know, front and side airbags and, you know, whatever other sort of safety devices can be included in a car. But if you drive that minivan drunk through a snowstorm down an airport runway, it's not going to keep you safe. You know, there is a limit to how safe any vehicle can be. And there's a limit to how kind of pre-optimized a website can be. You know, ultimately, it's going to be how you use that website that determines, you know, whether or not you're going to get organic visibility and organic leads or sales. Uh, you know, the design element is is just the first step in SEO. It's it's not the full picture.
0: Right. And if if folks are expecting to get a self-driving car, you know, with like an SEO built-in website, it's not going to work. It's, it's, I can assure you that it is not how it works. Um, unless you have already have like a strong SEO foundation and, you know, you already have quite a bit of existing organic traffic and lead activity, then, you know, you're not, you're not paying for SEO with this type of project, right? You're you're paying for a new website, and you're really being hooked on a on a lie. This this notion that you know your organic traffic is going to improve. Um, that said, I think I think there are times when a new website can help with organic traffic, but it's really the attention to detail has to be at some of those elements we talked about, like content, like keyword research, like content optimization and copywriting, and, and those details. And really, these these claims that are typically made are really focused on just kind of the root foundation or the technical foundation of the website. So it's, it's scary, right? I think, I think, uh, if you're in the market for a new website, or you're submitting an RFP, you have to be wary of those types of claims. Cause it's not really going to, you know, you're going to want to give specific detail to SEO. Um, and I think especially for a website redesign project, right? Um, that's when it's, it's really, you know, Marketers are really susceptible to actually losing traffic or losing lead activity if they're falling for something like SEO is built in. Uh, But again, if you don't have specific line items in your scope of work for things like content architecture, for things like redirect mapping, if it's a redesign, right, where you're trying to preserve existing search equity or backlinks or preserving existing organic traffic or search rankings, like those are really you have to review your scope of work to ensure that there's actually specific line items for those types of things. Because, you know, in our experience, if those are left out, they're not going to be covered. And really, a lot of times you have to do a lot of remediation after a website redesign project if, if, you know, SEO falls flat on its face. So that's really where I think these built-in SEO claims are are really dangerous or for website redesign projects. Would you, would you agree, Taylor?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... Best case scenario for a new website, it can have a solid foundation upon which an SEO strategy is built. Is, is the way that I would think about it. You know, it can be kind of the base of that pyramid. But that's the best case scenario. You know, in in a situation where we have a client that's considering a new website, um, or there's, you know, a, a brand new company, and they're building their first website. And let's say they've decided to partner with a web design firm that maybe we haven't worked with before. And we don't know if they know all of kind of the, the necessary things that we're going to be needing to tweak in order to have that website perform as best as it possibly could. We'll provide them with a list of things um, that they need to keep in mind. So things like we need to be able to actually edit the title tags and meta descriptions of each page independently. So that, you know, even if the headline of the page says one thing, you know, the title tag needs to be able to say something else. There needs to be the ability to have, you know, a robots.txt file and an XML sitemap. And I know these are all kind of like technical nitty-gritty details, but the point I'm trying to make is we'll provide kind of a checklist of the very basics that the website needs to be able to do so that we can then go and execute the full strategy but the website itself isn't ever a full strategy kind of in and of itself it can really only be the foundation
0: right i'm um, i'm totally with you
1: and i think you
0: know in reality when we think about like seo friendly website design which is the more appropriate claim right where you're you're basically setting a strong foundation for an seo strategy you know i think that things that we consider more so than even some of the technical elements are, are ideas like scalability and flexibility, right? So we want to ensure that our clients are able to comfortably edit content, duplicate page templates, or, you know, add new pages to their to their sitemap. I think those things are, are even more of a focus for us than, than, you know, some of the other details. I think, you know, to your point, like technical best practices are, are really important, but, you know, beyond just that if we're talking about SEO-friendly website design, you know, there has to be a, a ton of thought that goes into the content architecture and kind of the site mapping. You know, we want to ensure that our clients have have a, you know, for any relevant keyword target that they have a relevant page topic to, to that keyword t- target and they have the ability to, to target it or pursue that, that query, right? Um, so I think things like that, when we think about SEO-friendly website design, it's more about flexibility and scalability a lot of the time than it is just kind of, you know, the base build that you get upon launch. Right.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a really good point, especially about scalability. I mean, if, if when your website launches, if you're locked into that same product set forever, unless you, you know, have to do an expensive sort of like change order down the road, that's a really bad situation to be in. Um, so I think asking about scalability, um, is a really great idea for anyone considering, uh, you know, having a new website built for them.
0: Right. And I think that, that, goes along with page templates, but it also applies to things like internal linking mechanisms, right? So you wanna make sure you have a lot of flexibility with how you can link internally from within pages within the website. You kind of define like your content silos or kind of your content hierarchies. Uh, similarly, like you generally want like a flexible menu structure, right? So you, you want the ability to be able to add or modify your menu, add items to your menu or modify items within your menu. Um, those things I think often get so left out Uh, with these claims, right? Where it is such a focus on just technical factors or just kind of bare minimum technical needs for SEO or I guess technical best practices for SEO. But it's like those types of content needs that often get just thrown in the back burner. And that's that's really where like, you know, if somebody falls for this type of claim and doesn't get those types of items delivered, then that's really where it's it's problematic down the line because they're not able to expand their website content, kind of expand their keyword targeting strategy in general. So... I think for us, you know, the focus needs to be a little bit more on content with, with these types of claims. Um, but again, you know, I think some agencies do a better job of that than others and kind of do consider scalability and flexibility, whereas others are just, here's your bare bones technical <laughs> minimum requirements, right? Like here, your website uses HTTPS, you're good to go.
1: Um, so it really, it really can vary, but... Yeah, I mean, I'd encourage anyone if, you know, you're speaking with a web design firm and they say SEO is built in, get the details on what exactly they mean by that and then pass it by someone who is an SEO expert. You know, whether that's someone internal to your organization or outside of it, get someone to review what exactly that means um, and give their thoughts on it. I think most of the time it'll probably be maybe a little bit disappointing, unfortunately. Um, But yeah. So, yeah, I think if we had to sum it up, I would say just...
0: Review your scope of work very closely. I know most folks already do, um, but especially if you're if you have an expectation that SEO is going to be built into a degree, right, or that it's going to be SEO friendly to a degree, I would really review for those claims within the scope of work to ensure what that's going to entail. And again, if it's only going to you know cover things like tactical best practices or kind of the basic you know mobile responsiveness, page load speed, HTTPS protocol, um, I think that's a warning sign to us that you're not really getting anything like a cohesive SEO strategy you're really not even getting the bare minimum as far as optimizing your content or optimizing your website so you really should be looking things for more like you know content architecture and and is there any attention to detail with that you know is metadata and copywriting and content optimization is that going to be included um and then again flexibility and scalability i would ensure that you know Templates can be duplicated. Websites like the menu can be expanded or modified. Um, those things, if you have to go back to a developer and all those elements are hard-coded or require developer support, it gets really expensive and really time-consuming to try to tackle some of those projects. And it's it's a real pain in the butt down the line just from our experience.
1: Yeah. I think one, one final thought that I have maybe before you wrap up is a plugin will also not solve SEO for you. You know, as much as, you know, even I personally love plugins like the Yoast SEO plugin that once again is just kind of helping to set a foundation. There, there is no sort of a, you know, flip of a switch turnkey SEO solution out there. So don't think that just installing a plugin or something like that, um, you know, will be sufficient either. (laughs) Shout out to Yoast.
0: No, I think, I think, um, if part of the plan up front is, you know, hey, we're going to use Yoast to, to help manually write metadata, I think, you know, if I think plugins can be part of a
1: cohesive SEO strategy up front. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, we, we do use Yoast, so I, I do actually like it, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's definitely not not a complete solution.
0: No, no, it's not. And I think a lot of the times, you know, the website gets launched and then after the fact, everyone's like, okay, what plugins can I use to supplement this, right? Or, you know, having to kind of consider that after the fact, I think it's a Total pain, and that's not really how it should be done. But yeah, I think web design in itself is not an SEO strategy. And unfortunately, I think SEO is a little bit more passive. So some people just kind of consider it, you know, it's a little mysterious or a little ambiguous, right? So I think a lot of people just think that, you know, as part of the web design, they're going to have this excellent SEO strategy or that their website is going to be search engine optimized and it's going to garner all this additional traffic. But in reality, your scope of work needs to be focusing on the stuff that really matters to SEO, like content optimization and like content structure and keywords and, and those types of things. Um, Cause without that, you're going to end up with a sleek new website that nobody's looking at, right? You're going to end up with a high tech flyer as, as, uh, as Jeremy likes to say on our team. So yeah, I think, I think, uh, you know, that's our spiel. Review your scope of work and and ensure that, you know, if it is SEO friendly, that you're getting some degree of SEO support uh, with the with the project. So, yeah, um, I think that's going to be it for this episode. If you have any experiences with web dev, web developers claiming to build SEO into their website projects or, you know, some similar claim, if you have any questions about, you know, that type of thing, you know, feel free to email us at the crux at clientmarketing.com. Um, We'd also really appreciate if you could subscribe to the Crux podcast on your favorite platform or leave us a review. Uh, You can also follow Climb on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and we always post our latest episodes and blogs and other good stuff as well. So thanks for listening to the Crux. We'll be back next month. kept it to 16 minutes.